With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Alright, welcome in everybody to another episode of What's Up Belly Up. I am your co-host, Zach Mack. And you may be asking yourself, why is Zach Mack introducing the show this week? Okay, maybe you're not asking yourself that. But normally, my normally prompt co-host, Mike Brown, is out of town this week. Casey won the Super Bowl, and I know Mike was rooting for him. Apparently put a lot of money on that, and he took all of his winnings to some town that is out of town. So... He's not here. We poached a Corner Booth podcast co-host and actually someone I've never recorded. Well, actually, he corrected me. I have recorded. He was on my Puck Puck Pass podcast last season, I believe. Uh, Or it was the very beginning of this season. It's been a while, though. Yeah, it has been a while. Anyways, I'm excited. Uh, Belly Up, at Belly Up Kev is how you can find him on Twitter. Uh, How are you doing today, Kev? I'm great, and the listener should be happy. You got the literate member of... Uh, the corner booth. Yeah, I've been on numerous recordings with Jared, and I never get a word in. Yeah, but this should be fun. We've got uh, we got some hot topics. We're gonna talk NBA. We're gonna talk Super Bowl takes. Maybe some March Madness. Maybe we'll go into NBA preview. We don't know yet. You guys will find out about the same time we do. Uh, I'm gonna let Kev start because I know he's itching to talk Super Bowl since the Pats weren't in it. Uh, I don't know who I am to talk. The lines are never included in it. But Kev, is it is it what you expected? What's I well, I know you've got a lot of stuff to talk about. What's on your mind, Super Bowl wise? It's, it's not what I expected for the teams. I still thought it was going to be Packers Chiefs. I thought the NFL was going to rig it. Yeah, State Farm Super Bowl. But also a rematch of Super Bowl one, it would make sense. But I I didn't think I'd care that much going into the game. Uh, you know, Pats weren't in it, which is the first time in <laughs> four years. I didn't know what to do. I was like, ah, I mean, I want the 49ers to win, but I don't really care. Then I started watching the game. And the NFL clearly had a goal in mind, and that was to get the Chiefs to win. I haven't won in 50 years, and the officiating was just awful, all in the Chiefs' favor. <laughs> I have people big mad online at me calling me a whining 49ers fan because I wrote an article about how the NFL was screwing over the 49ers. Yeah, we don't want to give away too much of the article or reiterate, but he did write an article. It's on the sports webpage. Go check that out. Uh, it is about – the premise basically is how it was rigged in Kansas City's favor, right? Yeah, I put, broke down why the NFL would want to do it, but then also kind of how they went about doing it. Yeah, so – 
go check that out. It's pretty cool. I thought the gay, like I thought it kind of went the way I expected it. I predicted my official prediction was Chiefs 31, Niners 24. So I was pretty close, but I thought Shanahan was going to come in with a better game plan. I think he did come in with a better game plan, but I thought Andy Reid was going to outcoach him during the course of the game. And I'm interested in your take on this because obviously we've seen the Chiefs come back in every game this postseason. And a lot of people are attributing that to Patrick Mahomes just possibly being the new GOAT. And I don't really want to get into that discussion because I know you're a Tom Brady guy and that would take up the entire episode. Uh, but the question at hand is, is it is it Pat Mahomes being the quarterback or is Andy Reid underrated as a coach? I think it's a little bit of both. Patrick Mahomes might be one of the most physically talented quarterbacks we've seen in the NFL in terms of what he can do with the ball, but also he's still a pretty mobile guy. And he can hit any pass on the field. He's kind of one of the first guys we've seen who's able to do, pre, do pretty much do it all. But I think Andy Reid's scheme that he has around him allows Patrick Mahomes to do what he wants and kind of get away with it. Yeah, I I think I agree with you. I think it's a little bit of both because, I mean, I it, 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 it went the way I thought it was going to. I mean, they played, they pretty much skipped the first quarter in the first two games. This In this game, it, they didn't turn it on until the fourth quarter. But I, I I attribute a lot of it to coaching, but I also don't think that you could stick like Kirk Cousins in the Chiefs offense and make that comeback. So I think a little bit has to do with Pat Mahomes. But did you the did you do any prop bets? Do you do you gamble? I don't even know. Not really. I in college I would do prop bets sometimes for the Super Bowl with my buddies, but I always kind of didn't have enough money to gamble. And even with a full-time job, I'm still in that mindset. Like I got, I can't sit, spend all my money on gambling because I got car payments, student loan payments. Thank God my dad lets me still live at home or else <laughs> I would be completely broke. It's a successful mindset. I have all those same bills. I hate it every month. I hate it. But I did see that the Gatorade color was orange. I don't know if you saw the story about the Gatorade color prop bet. But it was oh, with the Giants. Well, there was the. What well, is that? The one where they leaked it. I don't know it which was, one you're talking about. The Giants' backup quarterback, I think in 2007 or 11, I forget. One of their the quarterbacks on their depth chart looked into the Gatorade uh, tank and texted his buddy like, "Hey, bet on this." Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So I heard about that one, and that's classic because that's totally. If I was a backup quarterback, that's 100 percent what I would do. But the, this year, the Gatorade prop bet for the Gatorade or the Super Bowl prop bet for the Gatorade color, purple was the lowest odds. And then, you know, the whole Kobe catastrophe happened, and the NFL came out and said, "We're going to show tribute to Kobe in some way during the Super Bowl." And all of a sudden, the purple shot up to the favorite. <laughs> I mean, it was nuts. That's, I'm just smart bet. Yeah, I mean, if you if you put money on purple before the Kobe tragedy, and I'm not trying to make light of that, but and then it jumps up to the favorite, you got to be feeling pretty good. But all in all, it ended up being orange. You, you know, there was probably one guy who saw the TMZ report, like, "Oh, Kobe died." Calls up his bookie, "Hey, I want to put all my money that the Gatorade color." Can- <laughs> okay. I I would believe it 100. Yeah, percent That's probably one. And I also saw that there's crazy odds for Kansas City's. It was like, 
I'm quoting KJ here, so I don't know how accurate it is. But fifteen plus 15,000 for Kansas City's kicker to become Super Bowl MVP, which how did you feel about Mahomes winning MVP? I didn't, I didn't really think he deserved it. I think quarterbacks always going to get the benefit of the doubt on that now. Yeah. If they have a decent game, they're going to probably win MVP unless someone balls out. Like Damian Williams, I think people wanted to win it. A guy bet five million on it, I think. I saw but that. I, what? I saw that. It was like five is some crazy number. Like it had a five in it. You're right. I think Damian Williams probably should have gotten it, but he didn't have a ridiculous game, so Patrick Mahomes is gonna win it. Yeah, I thought it was interesting that he won it with two picks, but I, I agree with you. I think the quarterback's always gonna get the benefit of the doubt on that. Um uh, before we leave the Super Bowl, are you as far as the fourth quarter goes, are you putting blame on Kyle Shanahan? I kind of am. He's shown that he – I don't even think it's he can't coach in big games because, I mean, he court, he helped lead an offense to a 28-3 lead in the Super Bowl. He was up 20-10 to 10 in this Super Bowl. I think it's just he can't make adjustments as a coach in big games, really. Like, in the Super Bowl, he didn't stop – he didn't start running the ball a couple years ago against the Patriots. That's why they lost. This year, he started running the ball and being too conservative. And then the Chiefs started coming back, and he couldn't get out of that mindset. So I'm kind of putting the blame on him. I think also, I'm not going to blame the officials anymore. Yeah, we'll just say it's Kyle Shanahan. <laughs> yeah, and obviously he's he's a young coach. So maybe he'll take this and you know he'll be super successful in the rest of his career, and these will just be stepping stones. Who knows? Um, but that is unfortunately the goodbye to the NFL this season. But are you watching the XFL this year? First game's a Saturday, right? Yeah. Are you watching? I think it's a Saturday. Somebody should probably fact check us on that, but I'm pretty sure it's a Saturday. Yeah, it is. I remember seeing it. Uh, probably. I'm probably going to watch at least the first couple games to see if it's something that I like. But what yeah. about you? you I'm, yeah, I'm going to do the same thing. It, what was the, uh. I'm having a total mind blank right now. What was the league that folded? It was the which one? There's the X, the original XFL, the USFL, the one just this past year that uh... was it the Arena Football League? No, it was the one that Hackenberg was. They had a oh the jeez. Why can I not think of the name of it? I can think of the teams. I know, I know, me too. Oh, um, the AF Alliance. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, so like that, I, I tuned into a couple games. It ended up folding, obviously. I don't know, you know, I don't know that like, all goes into the finances and stuff like that if the XFL will fold or not. But I'm gonna give it a try. I, I, I'm interested. I'm interested to see how different it is from the NFL. I think the XFL has a better chance this year than the AF did last year, just because the XFL has the backing of the WWE. Already this huge media empire. They Funding's not going to be an issue. They're doing something a little different, too. It's The AFL was just basically the NFL, but worse. I think the XFL, with the changes they're making, it's going to work well. And I think, I know the AF also did it with, um, they played outside of football season. I think that's a big advantage that these leagues will have if they try it. Because they can't do what the uh, the USFL did. In the, I'm pretty sure it was the USFL, not the original XFL, but they tried to expand into football season at the request of our 
wonderful president who was owner of the New Jersey Generals in the league. <laughs> and they got slaughtered by the NFL. And then they sued the NFL saying they were a monopoly and were awarded 34 cents. So <laughs> I think the XFL is going to do a little better than that if they don't try to move into NFL territory. Oh, that is hilarious. I did not know that 34 cents thing. But, uh, yeah, that's a good point. I think you're right. You got, you got to stay outside the NFL season because there's just so much tension on the NFL. But uh, and moving on, we've got a couple days away, the NBA trade deadline. I, I want to say it's like this end of this week. I don't know the exact date. It's like the 7th or 6th or something like that. But you're you're a Celtics fan, correct? That is correct. All right. All right do you – Want we'll start there then. Do you want the Celtics to make a move? Do you think they're fine the way they are? I don't know if they're fine the way they are right now, but I don't want them to make a move. Because the guys, like, they've been rumored to be in on Clint Capella. We have Daniel Tice, who defensive rebounds, I think he's like, I think defensive rebound percentage, they're about the same. Blocks, Capella has 1.8 per game. Uh, Tice has 1.4. And Tice can spread the floor a bit better than Capella, and you need that on the Celtics so they can run the double screen with Tatum and Tice for Kemba to kind of allow them to spread out the way they want. And I don't want to give up anything, really, unless we can give up, like, Brad Wanamaker in the Celtics' first-round pick, maybe. <laughs> but that's not going to happen. I'd rather keep this team together and then re-sign Tatum to the Supermax or the max he's going to get and then see how they do next year with a year of Brown, Tatum, and Kemba kind of playing together. Okay. That's that's interesting because you're probably, I would guess you're thinking more long-term. And as far, if you're looking at the other teams in the East, it's Philly and Milwaukee that you're mostly contending with. I mean, I know Toronto is still a serviceable team, but as far as long-term goes, do you, like, are the Celtics, are you worried about the Celtics at all? Like no. matching up against those team, two teams long-term? No. Not at all. I think Giannis says he wants to stay in Milwaukee, but I think they don't get him another star to play. I know they have Chris Middleton, but if they don't get him another star to play with, that might change in two or three years. And Philly is spending a ridiculous amount of money on all these different guys, That and they're not winning. They're, I think, eighth seed, seventh seed right now, maybe sixth, but they're not. they're paying to win now and be in the top two seeds. And that's not happening. It might be because of Brett Brown. It might be because they can't spread the floor to save their lives. But I'm not concerned about those two teams long-term. Also, Philly won a Super Bowl, so they, they're they not allowed to have nice things for the next point. <laughs> I'll be honest. I was I was never a Celtics fan growing up. I didn't, and it was because of who they I – was, I wasn't a KG or a Paul Pierce fan. But uh, now I'm, I'm, I'm turning a leaf because I like – I like Jalen Brown. I like Jason Tatum. I like Kemba Walker. And so I don't really have a reason to not like the Celtics. And I'm starting to dislike the people and the players that Philly has. So that's making it a little bit easier. Uh, so I don't, I, I'm glad that you're not, you're not worried. Cause I would like to see the Celtics successful before the Sixers. I think I might regret saying that, but I don't know. I'm a Pistons fan and there's been rumors about Derek Rose going to the Lakers, going to, whoever that needs a point guard drum in on the move, maybe Blake Griffin on the move. I don't know. I hope we just sell everybody and tank and maybe we can be good in 10 years. But to you, all this, all, there's all this trade talk going on. 
Is it are, are the Lakers everyone that's are the Lakers the team that everyone's trying to keep up with, or I, or is it the Clippers or is it the Bucks? I don't really know if they're it, like right now. Yes, obviously the Lakers are probably one of the better teams just with the LeBron and AD. But I think come playoff time, the teams you mentioned, the Clippers, the Bucks, even the Celtics and the Sixers a bit, but not as much. They can turn it on. It's kind of like this during the regular season, Kawhi and Paul George, they're sitting out. And I know there are reports that the team was unhappy with them, but if they can get over that or if it's not really an issue, the Clippers are going to be the best team by far. So I think I think the Clippers are going to be the benchmark come playoff time for the rest of the league. Yeah, that's a good point. I mean, Kawhi Leonard is known for sitting out regular season games and he just goes all in in the, in the postseason. And that could be scary for teams in the West. I... Side note, I also love LeBron saying, like, oh, I would never sit out games. I don't know why Kawhi's doing this. When LeBron invented load management. <laughs> I saw that. I saw your take on that a couple weeks ago. Like, two, three years ago, he was sitting out almost every other game because he's like, I don't care until we get to the playoffs, which is fine if you want to believe, if you think that, but don't then call out a guy for doing the same thing. Yeah, yeah, that's a fair point. I'd, do you think, like, because there's been a lot of hype around this trade deadline. And I don't. I know, like, I think it was last year where there was a bunch of hype and just nothing happened. And I don't. I don't know if we'll see that again. I, I feel like super teams more or less are gone this season. It's more about super duos, if you will. Is and that might be why people are thinking that the deadline is going to be huge because just there's a lot of teams that have a hand in the deadline. Like they they could make they could make or break their postseason on this deadline. Do you see an active deadline, or do you see a another dud? I don't really see an a super active. I don't see big moves happening. I don't know if Capella will get moved. I think we might see one. I think it'll be, even though he's a bit past his prime. I think we we'll see like D Rose or D Lo or Capella moved. But I don't think it's all three are getting moved. I don't think two of them will get moved. And I think it's going to come down to. If Steph Curry's healthy, if they think he's going to come back by the end of the year, I think the Warriors might hold on to D'Lo to see what he can do. I don't love that move, but they want to try it. If he's not going to be back at the end of the year, I can see them saying, hey, Minnesota, what are you going to offer us? Or the Knicks offered a ridiculous package to get him. And it was the hang-up. So they offered the Knicks. This was a Knicks-reported deal. Kevin Knox... Frank Nilakina, Alonzo Trier, Bobby Portis, and a second-round pick for D'Angelo Russell. And Golden State said no because they want Mitchell Robinson and a first included. With everything else? Yeah. Or, yes. Yeah. Or, so okay. all that, Mitchell Robinson and a first. Okay, so I mean the Warriors are obviously valuing D'Angelo Russell pretty well. And that's one of the things I wanted to bring up because a lot of NBA Twitter, and I've, admittedly, I've been trying to, just unfollow a lot of NBA Twitter because it's just a lot of armchair GMs who are putting these trades out on Twitter. And it's just like, like this is the reason why the trade deadline gets hyped up is because you got to come up with these ridiculous scenarios and then nothing happens and you get disappointed. But one of the things I did see was D'Angelo Russell to the Knicks. So interesting. I didn't know that there was a package offered. That's interesting. I, I, but I do agree with you. You almost took the words out of my mouth. I think one or maybe two things happen. And 
that's going to be big, I think, for the postseason, whatever does happen. But people are still going to label it a dud because only one or two things happened, which is yeah, just the I, way the NBA goes. I think there will also be a lot of small moves like there are every year. Yeah. Like the Celtics will trade their guy who's a healthy scratch every night for a second-round pick in three years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That stuff always happens. But, okay, so I'll, uh, we'll fast-forward now to, let's say, trade deadline's over. Who... And I don't know if you've made any picks like preseason or during the season on your show, but to you, if you had to put money on it, what's the NBA Finals? If I had to put money on it, I would probably put low money on a really random team. <laughs> like I would just go, "Hey, here's a dollar. Put it on the Minnesota Timberwolves to win." <laughs> that's Close what I was... takes, but if they win, I loaded. Yeah, but that's I... not. I was like, I put low money on like the Trailblazers or something. <laughs> no, I think, um, I think it's gonna be the Clippers. Honestly, I think they have they have the dynamic duo they need, but then they also have Harrell and Zubox playing well. And they got they have a good supporting cast as well. And Doc Rivers, as much as I think he's not a very good coach statistic or um strategically, he's good enough where he can manage talent. Yeah, and that, and they have a good roster, like you said. That's that, and that's what I'm most because I'm. I'll be honest, I'm a LeBron fan. I'd like to see him uh, win as much as he can before he's done. But the Clippers do scare me. I I think that they, you know, Kawhi has this habit, like I said earlier, of sitting out the regular season or parts of the regular season, and then just balls out in the postseason. I don't think that will change. I think he's still going to do that. So I think the Clippers are a real threat. Um, I originally said, uh, if I remember correctly, Lakers Sixers, but. I I might still hold on to Lakers. I don't think the Sixers can make it, though. I think it's probably Bucks or Celtics. I think the Sixers have a chance just because, like, I'm big on once the playoffs start, anything can happen. Yeah, absolutely. I think you can put, if it's, um let's say it's Eastern Conference Finals or whatever round it is, if the Bucks match up with the, South, or the Sixers, you can put Al Horford on Giannis because he's athletic enough to do that. Yeah, good enough defensively. You can put Simmons on Middleton and Embiid on whichever Lopez brother they play. And I think that's good enough to stop them. And then I think if they get past the Bucs, if it's not the Eastern Conference Finals, if they go up against the Celtics, the Celtics are decent. They are a decent defensive team, but uh, Embiid would eat them alive because they don't have Al Horford anymore. Yeah, okay, because so, that's what I was thinking. I was like, if the Bucks, I thought the Sixers were the only team that could match up man-to-man with the with the Bucks. And the exact scenario you laid out, I thought the Sixers could beat the Bucks, and maybe the Celtics could beat the Sixers, like you said, if it doesn't happen in the Eastern Conference Finals. And in that way, I think the Celtics could make a run at the NBA Finals. But I just think... Out of the West, it's got to be one of the two LA teams, right? I mean, are you even giving a shot to anyone else in the West? I think with the Rockets, with Russell and Harden, I think you can't completely count them out. Yes, they're not a very good playoff team the last couple years. I think, like, you can't completely count them out. I don't think they're going to I do think it's going to be one of the two LA teams. Unless the Nuggets just go off, because they're... They have Jokic, but they don't have anyone else really who's a star. They're just a very solid team throughout. Yeah, that's a good point. And Nuggets are uh, they're a good team. I mean, they're they're 
typically just, you know, a regular season team. But like you said, anything can happen in the playoffs. Um, so, I mean, we got a little bit of time off. We'll talk a little bit of NCAA basketball. I know um, we've been so engulfed in the NFL playoffs that we haven't watched much basketball. But March is right around the corner, so I'm sure we'll be tuning in lately or soon. Um, we haven't been lately. We will be tuning in soon. And I know you're an Alabama guy. I see here, I'm pulling up the SEC. I see that LSU is atop of the SEC, which is interesting because they just won the college football championship. But Alabama, what, there looks like 12-9 and nine overall. Yes, which is an improvement over last year. Avery Johnson was not a very good coach. Uh, I love their new coach, Nate Oates, led Buffalo to March to the tournament. It's like three or four years there. But... I mean, Alabama, number one strength of schedule in the SEC, number 11 nationally. Wow. I wouldn't be surprised if they sneak in. Okay, yeah, that's just, I mean, obviously a lot matters down the stretch and then conference tournament, obviously, which is, would be an automatic bid if they can win that. I don't know. It seems like there's been a lot of, the little bit of monitoring I have done of college basketball. It seems like a lot of parody this year. Oh, yeah. And teams are bouncing all over the place. I saw at one point, like, Baylor, Baylor's men's and women's were number one, or at least people were saying they should have been. I think Baylor's number one in basketball, or men's basketball. But there's no real, like, I mean, there's been the Kentucky of certain years and Duke of certain years, and even Virginia when they got beat by a 16 seed. But it doesn't seem like there's anyone that's like, yeah, 50% of people are going to have them winning this bracket. <clears throat> no, I think I I'm not really even paying attention to March Madness. I'm paying attention to the NIT <clears throat> because I want to see UNC in the NIT. That'd just be funny to me. <laughs> <laughs> it is funny because they talk so much about Duke and UNC being a rivalry, but Duke is always good and UNC is not always good. Like, I mean, you have these other rivalries in basketball, like Kentucky-Louisville. For the most part, Kentucky and Louisville are always good, or at least always in the tournament. And Michigan-Michigan State, who are, ever since Michigan's been lifted from their band, both teams have been in the tournament. And you have rivalries like that, and it's just like, I don't understand how people get hyped about this Duke-UNC rivalry when half the years UNC is an NIT team. I mean, I think it's kind of like Alabama-Auburn. They're in the same state. They're close. There have been years where Auburn's been okay and Alabama's been absolutely awful. Or years when Auburn's been not very good, but Alabama's been phenomenal. And that's all they care about just because of the history of the rivalry. And I can see why I can, I don't get it as much, but I can kind of see why Duke UNC feels this way. Yeah, I get that. Obviously, you know, they're probably, they're what, like right down the road from each other, something like that. Yeah. A handful of miles. I don't know. But yeah, I mean, I, I, I have seen, I have noticed how much UNC is struggling this year. And are they, I mean, I could they even make, I don't, I don't know. I, like I said, I haven't been paying attention, but if they are in the NIT, maybe I'll watch the NIT too. I like that. I like that take, you know, we'll keep our eye on the NIT rather than the NCAA tournament. I don't think we convince the mass majority of people to do that, but. <laughs> I mean, hey, UNC's 10 and 12. If they miss the NIT too, that'd be even funnier to me. <laughs> oh that would be funny um all right so let's finish it out before we do we'll do a little maybe a little round table at the end but tom brady and your past guy which is the reason i'm bringing this up 
obviously a lot of speculation on whether he's leaving, whether he's not. Uh, what do you? No, obviously you're probably hoping he stays. But what do you? What do you think? What do you think happens? I think he's going to stay because, I mean, yes, the Super Bowl ad with Hulu. I'm not going anywhere. I think that's not saying he's definitely staying. That could just mean I'm not retiring. But I think that the Patriots said they would pay him whatever he wants. He said there are reports that he wanted $30 million. He basically said, no, I don't want $30 million. I want to get paid, but I want weapons too. And some of the teams that he's rumored to be going to are just ridiculous. <laughs> like, like, oh, he's enrolling his – Giselle's going to live in New York. His kids are going to go to school in Nashville, but he's going to go play in Vegas. Okay. <laughs> I did see that Las Vegas Rangers rumor. And then also, the Dolphins were another rumored team. Like, if he's unhappy with the weapons in New England, yes, he would have Devontae Parker in Miami. That's it. So he'd throw it 30 times a game to Devontae Parker. And then Tampa fans want him. Interesting. That would be interesting behind that O line because I I don't I feel like Tom Brady probably wouldn't want to be behind that. Yeah, the weapons would be great, but the O line he would get maybe he'd be like Nick Foles this year with the Jaguars. He'd get three plays in and then die. <laughs> yeah, the Buccaneers have an O line problem. I, 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 if he went to the Bucks, that would really be if he could last the whole season. That might be the best endorsement for his TB twelve workout program. <laughs> Better than anything he could say. That's a good point. TB. Uh, are the I had this thought the other day. Are the Patriots the only team that he hasn't beaten in his career? Is there a team that he hasn't just hasn't played enough to beat them yet? Or um, do you, I don't know. I was just asking if you knew off the top of your head. I, he's, haven't, he, I haven't. He's beaten every team. I think the question is if he has a winning record against every team. Okay. Because I think there's some teams he's played like twice and he's one and one or something. Okay. Yeah, and I don't know if he's the type of guy who's like that's even on his to do list. Like, I want to beat every team, so I have to leave in order to beat the Patriots. I think that's the kind of thing where if he does leave, he will want to beat the Patriots with a burning passion. But I don't think he's going like, well, I have to leave so I can do this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, I agree with that. Okay, so that. Uh, oh, do you that... want Detroit to sign him? Do you want Detroit to go in for Tom Brady? No, no. I I want I want Detroit to get a young quarterback. That has promise. Wouldn't be upset about Tua, but I don't think they'll pick Tua that early. Yeah, they I already got... have a quarterback who can't stay healthy. Yeah, it's yeah, that would be the same story. But I don't know. I'm ready to move off of Matt Stafford. I think he's a great quarterback, but I I just at this point I love the guy, so I'm just like go have success somewhere else. I I would root for you, but unless it's with the Patriots, no, maybe I would. Still, I don't know, but. Yeah, probably. Um, I did have an interesting thought after the Super Bowl, though. Okay. People in New England are mad that we traded Jimmy Garoppolo because he was in the Super Bowl. Uh-huh. People in San Francisco are mad at Jimmy Garoppolo because he didn't play well. <laughs> Side and trade. Tom Brady for Jimmy G. <laughs> Tom gets to go home. New England gets Garoppolo back. Oh, it's a win-win. I would love that. Just for the, just the, for, for the, the poetry that it would be. Jimmy G coming back. That would be awesome. That would be there would be stories and stories to write for that. Oh, that'd be great. Um okay, so that wraps up the topics we want to talk about. Do you have anything 
any burning topic, any roundtable issue that you'd like to bring up? I don't. Anything, anything you want to shout out? How's well, how's Corner Booth doing? Uh, Corner Booth, Corner Booth's doing well. Um, it's not fun running all social media on it because Jared's kind of useless. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna make sure he listens to this. Um, you know, oh, the NHL Instagram. This is not nothing to do with Corner Booth. They're doing their um like. Like like great players from the '90s and great players from the 2010s matchups, and they did the they did the Blackhawks and the Bruins today. Okay, for the Bruins they did Oates and Marshand, and then for the Blackhawks they did uh, Patrick Kane and I forget who else. And it was just the dumbest question ever because the Blackhawks one would win nine times out of ten. Yeah. The NHL, the way they cross over eras, is just, it's crazy. Because uh, the rules change so fast, but. Oh, there's Jeremy Roenick, Roenick, uh, mm-hmm. and Patrick Kane versus Adam Oates and Brad Marchand. What kind of question is that? Yeah, yeah, that's a ridiculous question. Who, who posted that, the NHL? Yes, the official NHL Instagram. <laughs> they knew what they were doing. They were probably just trying to hype up Chicago, I don't know. Like they've done it a few times too, but they do it every couple of weeks. Yeah, that's that's ridiculous. I I have nothing to shout out either. I mean, obviously, Puck Puck Pass, go check it out. Corner Booth, check it out. They're both on the Belly Up Podcast Network. Go give them reviews on Pod Chaser, P O D Chaser. Um, the more reviews, the better we get. So that's what we're looking for. Any feedback you got? Um, I think that's all. That's all we got. Did we miss anything? How are you doing? I mean, I'm, I'm doing great. I just got moved into this new place, so I'm like a lot, a lot of weights off my shoulders. So I'm feeling bliss. I'm upset that NFL football is over, but I'm also excited that XFL is about to start. And um, I have high hopes, and I hope that they can meet them. How are you doing? How's life? Life's pretty good. That's uh, good. I man. had a job I hated right out of college, and I quit already. Nice, yeah. So I did that too. I, I probably three times, I think. So yeah, so I'm happy. Life's good. <laughs> so all good vibes over here. Uh, we thank y'all for joining in on What's Up Belly Up. We miss Mike. Maybe he'll be back next week. Maybe he'll take his winnings off into retirement. We don't know. But uh, in the meantime, we got Kev here. We're excited about that. Kev, I appreciate you joining the show, and we hope to have you on a future show. Same, no problem. Hey, it's better than Jackson, right? Yeah, anything's better than Jackson. Thank y'all for joining us. Check us out on the Belly Up Podcast Network. Go to bellyupsports.com. We got a bevy of articles. Thank y'all for joining. I never realized I was bad too thin. Till it was too late and I was empty within.